Dicky. Some go-go for your asses, baby, on a Tuesday morning. How y'all doing? Welcome to the Love Baths Love Talk. I got on my WNHH hat. Mostly because I need to get my hair colored, but that's a horse of another color. How y'all doing on a Tuesday? I'm feeling pretty damn good. I got up and made me some coffee, threw in a load of laundry. <laughs> it's in the dryer. <laughs> Cause I told you September one, I'm going. I'm 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 starting. I'm starting. I'm restarting my wellness commitment. I know people are like, why don't you just start right now? I, I don't want to start now. September one, start September first. That's Labor Day weekend, so that gives me time to just like, and you know, I'm not too, I'm not far off track with my wellness journey. I'm not. You know, I'm actually on a wellness journey. What I what I what I what I ought to say is I'm a ramp it up. So good morning, Harry. Good morning, Paul, wherever you are in these uh, in this universe. <laughs> and everybody at the uh, WNHH radio station downtown. Uh so yeah, I mean I'm I, I'm getting amped up. So a little go-go this morning was a little Chuck Brown was pretty good. So I made myself a good cup of coffee with a dash of cinnamon. That's how I like it. Uh the Mohegan Sun people. At uh, Sol Toro gave me a pack of coffee because I like the way they made their coffee so much. It's a dark roast. I'm a light roast kind of girl, but I'm drinking Cafe Bustella right now. It's an espresso. Espresso. So, and I like it. I like Cafe Bustella. It's not pretentious. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not pretentious. It's like old world coffee. You know, just imagine what I, it's, it's, it's what I imagine they would be drinking in Cuba <laughs> or Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic or any Latin country. <laughs> so, plus I like it. It's inexpensive and I like the can. So, and I just made my last cup, so I'm out. So I got to go to the store and uh, get some more Cafe Bustelo. I made a mistake of going to Walmart yesterday, although it wasn't a bad experience because I needed to get a, a vacuum broom because, you know, when my daughter moved out, Let's give a moment of silence for when our daughters move out and take things. Oh, this is quite bitter. That's not blended the way I like it. Oh, I made mud this morning. Oh, how did I make a bad cup of coffee? I'm usually good at this. I didn't think I put enough water to like smooth it out. But anyway, so I had to go to Walmart yesterday. And picked up a few items. You know, they only, I swear to God, these these retail outlets get on my damn, 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 damn nerves. You know, they got like 50 million, 50, 11 registers. But they only have one open and everything else is self-checkout. Now, I don't work for Walmart and they don't give me a discount for checking out my own stuff. They should at least give you 10% off, 15% off for ringing up your own stuff. And then they had the nerve to have like three of the machines down. Thank God it was like 1130 in the morning. Otherwise, it would have been a panic. It was still way too many people in there. But you can't beat Walmart prices. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. I went in there to get a vacuum broom. You know, one of those little canister, you know, upright. I have a big vacuum. I don't need that. I need a little vacuum broom. 
And my daughter took the one that I had. So I bought a new one. So I took a picture and I said, to her, she's like, oh, I want that one. No, 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 my sister. You got to get your own. <laughs> so. So, yes, yeah, so I went to Walmart. And I picked up a few toiletries. I mean, you just can't beat them for price. I mean, you can't. You know, you can't. But when, but when I don't feel like the hassle, I go to Target. I just didn't feel like driving to North Haven because I was already downtown New Haven. And I just had to jump on the highway and get off at Route 80. So that was an easy do. Like, I didn't go all the way to Hampton. I was already downtown doing some stuff. And I just like, let me hop on the highway and get off and run over to uh, run over to Walmart. It was it was easy. You know, and it was it was it was neat in there, which is, you know, you catch them sometime. It's like Beirut, you know, Beirut of the 70s. So I, I was in there yesterday and, uh, you know, doing my thing, you know, like a sex machine. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yesterday was Monday. Um, I had a wonderful meeting with, uh, uh, Daniel Newton and Ollie Miller from, uh, I don't exactly know. What to do. They're working on child trafficking stuff at the Yale Law School which is quite interesting, mostly working with sex workers and, uh, and, and with, with, uh, with, uh, outreach to, you know, outreach around, uh, sex trafficking, wonderful conversation, both attorneys, wonderful, rich conversation. I just, you know, I, I love to connect people to other people, particularly from, you know, when you come off the plantation, you don't know, you know, and I know people live here, but they don't really live here. <laughs> And these Yale people love and say, well, I live in New Haven. No, you don't. <laughs> you do not live in New Haven. <laughs> you have an address in New Haven, but you don't live in New Haven. See, to live in New Haven means you've got to take in the streets. And you got to do, you have to go more than to Sallets and Pepe's. You got a modern. You have to do that's 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 a first step, but that's not the that's not the totality. That's not the big picture. First of all, when you come to New Haven, you got to declare yourself, you got to declare uh, your own stopping grounds. And there's enough to, to choose from. Now, and that ought to change over every five, six years, right? Like we used to ride hard in ordinary, but I'm not the ordinary crowd because there's a young crowd. It's like a college bar kind of thing. I love Tim Cabral. I've spent a lot of time. There is a cocktail named after me in perpetuity at uh at uh ordinary and if you go in there and ask for it they can make it for you to cost you 25 dollars it's a fundraiser cocktail but nonetheless so and it's called the love baths and this comes in a tall it's a tall drink you know like me so uh so ordinary was our haunt then we used to go across the street to the owl shop and hang out at the owl shop and take over and then over at the anchor spa but you know owl shop can be janky Sometimes it can be janky with black people. No, listen, just let's call it what it is. I'm not mixing words or mincing words with anybody anymore. Some places are just not good to us. They're good to some of us, but they're not categorically, categorically good to all of us. I'm just going to put it out there. Somebody could run and tell that if they want to. I'm not calling them racist. I'm just saying sometimes you go to our shop and you're not treated well. You know, just I, I'm not just listen. There's a lot of, sometimes I go to McDonald's, I'm not treated well. I never go to McDonald's, but you know what I mean. 
So I don't, I don't hang out at the owl shop no more. Now they probably hear this. Somebody go back and tell them. And when they see me, they like, yeah, don't say that, don't say that. But Tim Cabral hangs out there. So those are his boys. And any friend of Tim Cabral is pretty much a friend of mine. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. So there's not too many places downtown where I'm going to hang out. You should hang out at Tiama Tequila. You know, early afternoon happy hour. And that was fun. But now it's hard to get over there. It's hard to park. And, you know, really, young people. At my age, you know, I don't mind being around young people. I don't. But, you know, I'm built for comfort, not for speed. So I like to go somewhere and settle down and, and have a drink. I don't need a whole lot of bells and whistles and lights and loud-ass music and all. I, I need an old-school bar. I, le- I need something a little bit better than the Knickerbocker. And don't get me wrong, I like the Knickerbocker. But I need something a little more faster. So, you know, we hang out where we hang out. You know, we go all we go all the places. So, uh, where was we the other night that was oh, I like Cafe Nine. I got I, but I said, you know, it looked a little worn down when I was in there on on uh the Friday Saturday night. I'ma go in there on another night, see what it's like. But it was a late night jazz night. So, of course, it's the last last set of the night. So it looked a little worn. All right, I'ma give him that. I'm going to go in there on an early night, see what it's like. If I still see the same whatever, I'm going to have to say something like, listen, this is not a good look. Give me a broom. Damn. A cloth. I'll wipe some ish down. I'm not above that. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I say all that to say I had a good meeting with them. Uh, it was quite productive. I need this in Aaron from a loved one. Long, I need this in Aaron from Love 146, a message. You know, because she's been advocating for me to get on Love 146 board. And uh, and uh, and I met with uh, Rob Morris. And lovely, I like them. I'm still going to dig them. But they don't want me on their board. Because somebody on their board um, heard me talk about defund the police or some old mess. And they took great offense at that or whatever. Whatever. I mean, people not cannot dig me for a whole lot of reasons. And, uh, and so I explained to him. I said, yeah, I said it. Yeah. And and I, and I said to fund the, the police because I do not believe police departments across this country should be militarized. That's what the hell I mean by defund the police. You put some other money in places that help with uh, mental health, which is what we're doing in New Haven. So I was not out of line talking out of turn. And I was a damn police commissioner for three years. So I'm not just like some wretched of the wretched talking ish on these streets. I know what I'm talking about when I say defund the police. And I like police. I Listen, if I'm in danger or in trouble, guess what I'm calling 911? I'm never going to say let's, I'm never saying let's shut down the police. Defund the police so that they are not militarized. That's the point. He and this guy camouflage police cars. Why? I, last time I drove through Hamden, I did not see not one jungle or desert. Why do they have camouflage police vehicles and an SUV at that? I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking, this is some good old boy mess. And when by good old boy, I mean that's white racist stuff. Sorry, Hamden police, but listen, don't look at me. Stand in the mirror and ask yourself, why do we have camouflage vehicles? Because camouflage vehicles are military 
vehicles. That's what the military uses so they can move stealthily in places like jungles or the desert so that when they're fighting wars, they can go pretty much undetected. I don't know if Hampton needs that, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe there's some parts of him that I don't know nothing about. <laughs> maybe, maybe there are some jungle parts of him that I've not been in. <laughs> or some desert parts of him that I've not seen. <laughs> Certainly not on the New Haven Hamden border. Where they like to sit and wait like Jaws. Da -da, da -da, da -da. <laughs> oh, oh, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? We know. We come through Hamden. This is what we do. We get out of Cheshire and come through Hamden. Gotta drive through Hamden. You know, you gotta pull our black asses over because we black. <laughs> Every black person I know has said it. God, they pulled over by the Hamden police in the dead of night in a, in a, in a, in a station wagon with little kids or my minivan with little kids. And he couldn't tell me why he stopped me either. And when I pulled out my police commissioner badge with my driver's license and my police commissioner identification, then he, then he had a different tune. And I and the next day, I tell you what I did. I think uh, I think it was a uh, uh, police chief Ortiz that I had a conversation with. And he made a call. And I got a call back apologizing for that conduct. I was like, I got, I'm a black woman with four little kids. And he had the, the effing nerve to ask me, where am I going? Where am I coming from? Like, uh, I, I'm not related to you, not married to you. You're not my father. Who are you talking to? Where am I coming from? I just, I just robbed a bank. How about that? <laughs> Did you get a call about somebody robbing a bank? It was me. <laughs> where am I coming from? I need a business. Say all that to say. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, so I, so then I, I had a follow up conversation with Aaron, and she was like, "They're not going to let you on the board." I was like, "Aaron, it's fine." I, I don't understand why people think I would be upset by not being on a board. How many boards I'm on? I know how to be on a board. I'm a damn good board member. I know something about being on the board. I was trained up through black sorority, Delta Sigma Theta sorority. So I know something about Robert Rules of Order and how to conduct myself and how to conduct the damn meeting. I know that stuff. You don't come through sorority life, black sorority life. That's what you learn. That's the foundation for all the work that we do in community. That's, that's the foundation. How to run meetings and how to be efficient and how to move an agenda, how to get things done. I'm good at that. I'm very big picture. Don't 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 get me lost in details. I'm not good with details. Big picture though, I'm your girl. So anyway, so I so I, I sent Robert Morrison a little note, email, and I said, listen, I'm not I'm not broken hearted about being on Love 146 board. It would have been a full circle full circle moment for me because I was a kid that was trafficked. And it would have it would have it would have given me a sense of completeness around that part of my story. But I don't need it. <laughs> like I spend less than 2.5 seconds like worried about that. Like, all right, okay, that's one less board that I have to be on. And then and I listen, I don't care who doesn't like me. I don't spend no time losing no sleep over that. You think lions concern themselves with what hyenas think? <laughs> no. 
They do not. They live their lives. I live my life. I don't worry about these people who don't want me on their board. <laughs> Boy, two fingers up, bye. <laughs> and I, I don't mean that unkindly. And I, you know, and I said in my little note to them, I said, listen, I believe in the work that you're doing. I'm forever going to help raise awareness and 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 help you uh uh in your efforts to eradicate uh uh childhood sexual exploitation, trafficking of children and the like. I mean that. I mean it, I mean it, I mean it. And uh and and so I'm not I'm I'm unmoved by it. So anyway, I was having the conversation with the people that Aaron put me in touch with. And it was a wonderful conversation. And so I I and I left it with this thought, you know, and this is what I'm doing with people. And people will know this, you know, I, I'm always having these conversations with people about the arts and utilizing arts as alliances in ways that that is like may seem unlikely in its first thought. But artists are revolutionaries and artists know how to solve problems. And when you bring artists into a situation, any situation that needs to be solving, you start to be able to creatively think about how to get to the heart and the root of things. So I said, why don't you have conversations with artists in this community about what you're trying to do? And they could they help you. And if you pay people, artists, you can, you can craft messages that make sense, that are appealing and seen, rather than these damn links to white papers and articles up the ass. Come on. We, we are, uh, the world is a visual. Use it. Use the visual tools to tell the story that you, to get the information out there. You know, I, I, listen, there is a, a place for white papers. There is a place for reports and findings and quantitative analysis. There's a place for all that stuff. And, and, and a lot of that stuff is, is rooted in academia mess. <laughs> And it never translates to everyday people on the street. And it's everyday people who you are studying and talking about and who you want to get this information to. But they're not going to sit and re read a 50, 60 page dissertation on the root causes of, you know, whatever. Not when their everyday practical life tells them what is happening. So, so I just said, listen, have a conversation with artists. And visualize your message and the points that you want to do. You know, don't don't figure out ways to partner with uh with people and places that you ordinarily don't think match what you're doing. You don't need to if you are working on you know health, go work with artists. Don't go work with other health organizations. I mean, yes, of course, but bring other unconnected, seemingly unconnected bodies to the table. That's how you make a more inclusive table. <laughs> theater people are sitting around talking to other theater people. What? These people preaching to the choir. <laughs> but if theater sits around and talks to other artistic mediums, well, then you might be able to solve some problems. That's how I'm thinking about the world right now. And this is why I'm so keened in to the arts community. 
because we have to find ways to solve problems through creativity. It's not going to be intellect. It's not going to be science alone. It's not going to be economics alone. We have to find a way to creatively come together and uh, be about the business of saving this world. That's how I feel. I see it. That's why I love artists so much, because they are the true revolutionaries. They, they give voice to the voiceless. They tell us they tell us what is happening, even when we ourselves don't want to face up to what's happening. So I'm just putting it out there. So that was a good that was a good conversation. And then I had a one-on-one, some one-on-one study time with my LSAT tutor yesterday. And you know, he always souping me up. <laughs> he just soups me up. <laughs> like I could, like I could actually do this LSAT, do it well. <laughs> Right. Come on, Ryan. Ryan be souping you up. Ryan be like, you got this. Look at this. Oh, you're amazing. You're so smart. I was like, okay, Ryan, boost my energy. Boost my ego. Boost it. Boost it. <laughs> flatter me. Flatter me. I can be had for flattery. Uh, so, yeah, there's that part. So yes, yeah, so I did that yesterday, and then uh, and then I had a Planned Parenthood special meeting. So I uh, 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 um, I uh, I uh, I uh. I did that, and then and then I hung out on the porch with Ife, ate some Chinese food uh, into the evening. She rode her bike over, and then rode her bike home last night. So she was cute on her bike. She got a little light. <laughs> I was like, "Go ahead, Ife." <laughs> I should have took some video. She's so cute. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so meanwhile, uh, uh, Bike Tyson is at my house. This is Marquisha's book bike that she left over here. I don't know, I guess in May. <laughs> but periodically, this bike finds its way here and stays for a, a long time. <laughs> Someday it'll go home. One day she'll come and be like, yeah, I guess I'll go get my bike. <laughs> okay, girl, whatever. It's here. Ain't nobody messing with it. I move it periodically so I can sweep the floor. <laughs> bike, bike Tyson. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, I'm gonna go see uh, 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 Christine Omen on Thursday at uh, the Madison Madison Beach Club. Uh, she's playing. My friend Bet Allen to be in town, so I'm gonna go check. I'm gonna go hang out with them for dinner, and then uh, be on the beach and hear uh, Christine Omen and and perhaps Rebel Montez. So uh, and just like you know, hang out. Hang out for a little bit. Drive up to Madison and hang out a little bit. Let the white folks look at me glaringly. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, shit, I meant to. God damn it. Uh, this is not what I wanted.
Anyway, I'm annoyed. I did not I did not want that. Shit. Ah. Uh, they're giving me things that I don't want. Uh, <laughs> this made me so mad. Well, okay. Wait, what is today? No. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I got distracted because I'm going to... um. going to uh all right I guess I could live with this anyway I'm I'm just gonna have it <laughs> uh, so anyway I belong to uh I belong to uh to this meal delivery uh grocery delivery thing and I've been I've been uh cutting down on it because I don't want it. And I usually pick the stuff that I want, but now it's just bringing me whatever it put together. And uh, so I have to accept it because I already paid for it. Okay, it's not bad. I mean, it's, you know, stuff that I would probably pick. Okay. All right. I, I, I'll live with it. Okay. Because they, the, uh, they changed the shopping date. And uh, now I, I need to go in now and just like cancel all the other stuff because I don't want it. Anyway, that's my bad. So when they changed the dates, it got me all mixed up. I thought I had more time, but I don't. So anyway, I don't even know what I was talking about. So yeah, so I was, I've been following along the... Uh, I've been following along the, this this white guy who went in and killed all these killed this, the three black people, and uh, and I feel some kind of way about it. You know, I just I feel some kind of way, and uh, and and I I'm with a lot of people about this. Uh, stop making this about mental health, because if 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 it was about mental health. If if this is about mental health, then he wouldn't have been able to buy firearms because he he has a history of of being held for mental health evaluation and mental health concerns. So 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 yeah, there's a failure on the mental health side, but but the biggest failure to me is the fact that they sold him a gun. How do you get to buy a gun? I'm a damn felon of a white collar crime, which there was no violence, no weapons, a pet crime. And I can't have a firearm. I get stopped at the gate. So I'm not understanding how he's not stopped at the gate. Gate being when you When you go and buy a gun with a history of mental health, how do you how does that happen? Well, 
that whiteness is carte blanche. <laughs> that, that whiteness is carte blanche. It is. It's carte blanche. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it all the way alone. And uh, it'll be all right. So, anyway, uh, ugh, what a world. I'll leave it alone. Uh, I see the brother is still locked up in, in Georgia. You know, he was down with Trump. Because <laughs> he, he can't make the $150,000 bond, which I guess is 10%. So, you know, $1,500 or something. You got no people that can raise that money for you? So you're going to sit in prison. See, this what this is a hashtag F-A-F-O. You're not one of them. And if you didn't realize that now, sitting in that jail cell is a good reminder. You're not one of them. Because none of them bailed you out. Not one of them. And they, and they all have money. They could bail you out, bruh. But ain't nobody bailing you out. Nobody's bailing you out. You look foolish. You look like a fool. A class A fool. But, you know, you ain't heard it from me. <laughs> well, you did hear it from me. I'm I'm not hiding behind that. You's a fool. And, uh, and I, I don't understand. But, you know, this is a good lesson. Now, if you come out, if you should get out, somebody raised enough money to get you out, and you still toting that water, you get what you get. Hashtag F-A-F-O. That's all I'm going to say. F-A-F-O. And, uh, you know, so uh, I'm over on the New Haven Independence side. So the tenants union takes Ocean to court. Good. Take them to court. That's, that's that. You know what? People have to fight. You got to fight. And it's, you know, I know everybody's tired of fighting, but you got to fight because there'll be people who want to take advantage and you have to push against, you have to push back against tyranny. I mean, you just have to. Cannot lie down and allow them to walk all over you. You know, and I'm just I'm just looking across the country at the level of stupidity of these of these states, and their hatred of black people is just coming to a head. You know, banning banning African American studies and AP African American studies, and not wanting to teach. You know, and it's for me, it's 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 not just because they don't want they don't want their kids to feel bad about. What what the hell white people did from that from from since the beginning of time until like today, it's more than that. It's just a real out and out hatred of black people, you know, and and the dumbing down of of of, of Americans. And you know, for me, we could we could be we could be bogged down with that whole narrative about they they are free. You know, want their kids to feel hurt or whatever. But it's really not that for me. It's it's the powers that be that says. We cannot have an overeducated populace. We cannot have an over We cannot have an educated citizenry, because when you have an edit, uh, educated citizenry, they fight for their rights, and you cannot tell them anything. 
when you are armed with the truth, all the truth, you cannot, you cannot unlearn it. And 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 it it propels you uh to move forward uh to higher ground. And so they don't want that. And the they meaning people who like power for the sake of power and control for the sake of control and privilege for the sake of privilege and have an agenda uh, that uh, is contrary to what the Constitution is and, and what we say we want in America and what has been said what we wanted in America. You know, I mean, none of that stuff, you know, the Constitution was not written with Black people in mind, but we hear. And so we have made great strides and inroads in building this country. And 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 against all odds, we have survived. Right? They tried to kill us, but they didn't know we were seeds. Right? And the more and the more that they harm, uh, the more that we rise. And we've always been rising. And it's hard to get the masses uh, uh, on both sides to sort of see what is happening, you know, because everybody comes to things with a place of desperation, like the music industry, like the rap genre. As long as they are rapping about stuff that is contained in the black community, black and brown community, as long as it fosters self-hatred and... uh, and debasement of each other, they're happy to hand out contracts like like M&Ms. But the minute the conversation and the raps begin to fight the power, then, oh, then there is uh, uh, a shutdown of resources and access to resources and contracts. And, uh, and the powers that be no longer want to uh, fund uh, that level of positivity or any positivity. And that's the truth. And so these rappers are out here, you know, doing their very best to debase themselves uh, and be naked in the square for a few coins. You know, they they have. And uh, it is painful uh, and 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 the and the older, the older, uh, the older rap artists understand this. You know, I watched Busta Rhymes talk about this, and the poor wretches teachers, and 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 all these cats. You know, Tribe Called Quest, who you know, Public Enemy, who 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 sang about, who rapped about some really serious stuff. Now they find the most illiterate and the worst among us to parade in the public square. And we have have accepted it because it's keeping it real. You know, and listen, I love artists. I'm not knocking anybody's artistry, but even they have to sort of look around and say, damn, how far do I have to go to be relevant in this game? How much of my soul do I have to sell to be relevant in this game. And they all have to wake up and ask themselves, 
this question. So do athletes. They have to wake up and ask themselves these very questions. They they gotta, you know? And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, what is it, what is it gonna take? What What is it gonna take? So, so there's enough Listen, there's more than enough pain to go around. But at some point, they even wake up and be like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then and then move in a different direction. That's got to happen. It's got to happen. You know? It's painful. Painful, painful, painful painful so i just think i just think we we've and this is about critical thinking right and uh and we we have to figure out ways to uh i tell you what if i if i had enough money i would open a freedom school not not to interfere with the public school situation but in addition to so after school they come to the freedom school or on the weekends they come to the freedom school for a couple of hours and we build in all the things and we make the space cool and comfortable and we play games and we don't spend a whole lot of time in classrooms but they you know they hang out and we understand and we learn how to be family we learn how to sit around the table and have conversation and just you know and we learn conflict resolution skills and we teach exercise i mean don't it's that kind of stuff housed in a place where people could come and go at their leisure that's what i want to see you know and I just feel some kind of way. I just do. I do. I do. There's so many things that I want to do in the world that I could see that we could do in the world. And we're not doing them. But we're doing them in, in some respects. You know, I don't want to be one of these people like, ooh, nothing is being done. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things in a lot of different places. And I'm not so sure that everything should be I don't, I'm not so sure everything should be brought under one umbrella. Well, I think what I like to what I like to see happen is a concise inventory of everything that's being done so that we can just look across a spreadsheet and say this, 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 over here, over there, this, 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 this. That's that's really what I'm talking about. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about that. And uh you know, it's a little, little, a little disconcerting on a lot of levels. You know, but you know, we all press on. We do what we do. You know, we just press on and we keep, we keep it moving, and uh, and we try to be the very best at what we can be and can do. That's it. And we try to support one another. And I know it's tiring because I'm, I'm often tired. And I don't, it's, it's, an, it's a fatigue tired. You know, I was watching a brother on a TikTok the other day talk about he was in Africa. And he was like, even if, even if you can't live here, even if your finances don't allow you to live in the continent, anywhere in the continent, come and replenish your soul. So that when you come here, when you, when you, when you land in Ghana or, or Kigali or, or Benin or any of these places, Kenya, uh, that you're not othered. And that you see people who look like you, 
And there's a familiarity to that and a sense of ease to that. And nobody is singing, sing, singing, singing, singling you out because of your blackness. I don't even know what that's like. Do you know what I mean? Uh, because I, black people in America, we live in, in the world, particularly uh, often in white spaces. We just, we move with a sense of stress that rises up in us just rises up in us and uh and 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 sometimes we we've been doing it and living with it for so long we don't even notice it and you know and i tell you i'm at the place now when white folks talk to me and they say some off-color mess some off-putting stuff i just i could just it's like a knife in my back and i and i have to think for a few seconds and process do I need to correct this? Should I say something? Should what should I what should I do in this situation? And I'm at the point now where I just don't want to say a damn thing. I just want them to just wallow in their ignorance and just because I, I, I just feel like I, I don't I'm not in the correcting mode anymore. I'm done. Seriously. That's how I feel. So when I hear white people say some ridiculous thing, like they know or I, I I, as somebody said something the other day, somebody who I know and respect says some mess. And I'm always like, do I want to correct this? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. You know, and then when we correct white folks, it's, you know, why are you so sensitive? Oh, you know, I, I, I get the sense they think we're just being sensitive. I was like, well, then you need to go look at our history. And then you tell me if we're being sensitive. Go pay attention to our history. That's not long ago. The March on Washington was just 60 years ago. That's recent. I'm 60. So, so yes, I, I, I'm done. I think I'm done. Unless it's something so egregious that I'm like, if you don't shut up. You know, but for the most part, though, I'm pretty much done. I don't want to, I don't want to spend any time telling anybody about anything particularly people, my contemporaries, or who I think are my contemporaries. I, I just don't have it in me. I don't. <laughs> I was like, you know, you know, unless I have time. You know how we say, I have time today. Then I'll, I'll, I'll go in and I'll, I'll read you and correct you. But off the rip, I don't think so. <laughs> eh, not gonna. I'll let it go. I'm let you walk away. But you know, sometimes when you don't say anything, it looks like you are in agreement with that ish. And you're not. You're just weary. It's like, you know what? I really can't say anything else because I don't have the bandwidth to uh, speak to it. And then you realize, I've got to speak to it. You know. Because you don't wanted to sit out there as if it's the truth or they could get away with saying any old thing you know uh, as you know I don't like having conversations I you know I told I, I was in a, in a conversation with the folks yesterday and they wanted to talk about next haven they was like oh people people keep sending us to next haven and whatever whatever and you know they and they started to go in about you know their feelings about it and you know I said listen 
I swear to God, is what I said. I said, I don't have conversations with white folks about black organizations. I said, because I, tr- I don't trust white people like that, particularly white people I don't know. So I'm not going to have a conversation about Next Haven, what they are and aren't doing with white people. I don't give a damn what you think. You know, I said that. It's like, I, I'm not having a conversation about about uh, Next Haven with white people who I don't know. I, I don't, You could like that or not. And they were like, you know what? That's valid. I don't care if you think it's valid or not. <laughs> it doesn't move me one way or the other. That's what I'm not doing. I'm not going to talk about black organizations to white people. And there's some, there's some black people I'm not going to have this conversation with. Because slave catchers are slave catchers, whether they white, black, or otherwise. So I'm not doing it. I'm just saying. I just want you to know. <laughs> I I don't have these conversations. I, I, I have very little conversations about race with white people as it is. Because I, I just can't stand it. You know why? Because most, the majority of white people that I know don't have any black friends that they rock with on a regular basis. They just don't. And so when they get around a few black people that they think they're comfortable with, they feel like they can say whatever they want to say because they don't got no other black people to talk about. And I'm not your, I'm not your Negro. And just because I'm nice and, and, and I'm in all the spaces and I seem friendly and I have a dazzling smile, it doesn't, I, I, I'm not in agreement. <laughs> I tell people, and then people are like, well, how do we, how do we fix race relations? How, how do we fix race relations? We we who who the who 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 did not create the race relation problems? You mean what now? Oh, contraire, mon ami. You have to fix race relations. Like get with some other white folks and work it out. Don't don't drag us to it. Oh, we'll sit in a room, but we ain't talking. We'll watch y'all work it out. Work it out, and you must. You must work it out. Work it out. But don't, don't, don't have us to the table, and then have us facilitate this conversation on race when we are not the architects of the race conversation, the race dynamics, and the race terrorism in this country. We we are not the architects of that. You've got to figure that out, and you can. You got time. Get around a table. And there's a lot of white folks who are doing this work, who are who are about it. Just like there were abolitionists who were about it. There's some white folks out there who are about it. Seriously. So be about it. Chop, chop. <laughs> but don't ask me to facilitate these conversations. And don't ask me to participate in these conversations about race. I'm not doing it. I'm not having any more conversations in community, in 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 groups about race stuff. Not 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 not, 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 not doing it. And I, and this is not new. I've been saying this since I was fifty because I I just had enough. I've had enough. I'm not doing it. So go ahead on. <laughs> run along, run along. Run along and uh, do your thing. 
And, and I think you shouldn't be having these conversations. And there's a whole bunch of people out there who, particularly in New Haven, who will facilitate the conversations around race and equity and inclusion without benefit of having dragging black people to the table. And we'll be at the table, but we're not facilitating and we're not going to raise our voices in it. We'll watch y'all hash this out, work it out. That's where I sit. Because I'm going to say, if you invite me, I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to I'm respectfully decline. Now, if you don't mind me being in the room to listen, cool. But uh, I don't got nothing to add to it. I really don't. I can't. I don't, I don't got the bandwidth anymore. And 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 really, I think white people have to take a, a bigger lift to this. It's on them now. So get into it. <laughs> yeah, get into it. Get into it. And uh, see what happens. That's where I'm going with this. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Get into it. So we'll see what happens. So anyway, uh, it's cocktail week. So you still have time to go and, uh, you know, I did cocktail week the first the first time that they did. I haven't been able to get back around to cocktail week. But, you know, it's very inexpensive. And you can go to a seminar, you can taste all these amazing cocktails and the ingredients. And they have them all over. You know, they have a couple of bars, restaurants that are participating. Uh, you know, and it's, a, it's a Tim Girl, Tim Cabral lead it, leading this thing. Um, and it's, it's, and it's always a good time. I just haven't been able to, to get into it this year. Uh, Cause time, I mean, there's just, there's some things that I just cannot get to. And, uh, it's unfortunate, but some, there's just some things I just can't do. Huh? And cocktail week is one of them, but I can absolutely suggest that you get to cocktail week and, uh, and enjoy it. I mean, it's a good time. I mean, who doesn't like cocktails? Seriously, get into it. So, uh, so it's running, it's run, it's winding down, but you still have time. And I believe you can just go find, like go to Ordinary or uh, go on Facebook and look up uh, New Haven Cocktail Week. It's a thing. It's a whole vibe. And uh, get your tickets. I think it's like fifteen dollars or something. I think there's still some that are available. Uh, they had a whole cocktail ball or something, spirits ball. Um, people, you know, go and really, you know, get into it. So, and if you can't go this year, put it on your calendar for next year. It's an annual thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's a really good time. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't send you to anything that was not a good time. Cause I like a good time and I want you to have a good time, you know, and, uh, there's some stuff coming up, you know, the, the uh, tomorrow Ife is coming on. Uh, and a couple of authors. I think Beverly Jenkins, who is my sorrow, is coming on. Uh, you know, Beverly Jenkins writes all those beautiful historical romance novels, black romance novels. And uh, and so I think she's going to be joining in the conversation tomorrow. But Elm City Lit Fest is coming on tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to talk about their partnership this year with uh, with uh, Yale University because they're doing Yale's doing a, a, a romance conference. I know, right? So um, I think it's specifically about Black romance, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I had a good conversation with Katrina Jackson uh, yesterday, um, who is writes erotica and Black romance with a diverse community. Uh, and so I, I was really uh, uh, interested in that conversation. And I'm interested in um, 
black men, uh, straight black men romance writers. Now, I don't say that because I'm against, you know, binary and non-binary and the LBTQJ community. <laughs> I'm, no, I, I, I read those books. I'm saying, I think there's, a, I want to hear straight black men, uh, their take on a romance novel. You know, I know the beauty and the depth that uh, um, gay and, and trans and all the other kinds of folks um, who put out beautiful books. I want to see uh, if if there's books for uh, you know, uh, if, and and she and she said that there wasn't a whole lot, you know, but you know there's some. I was like, okay, girl, <laughs> okay, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna check it out and uh, and see and see what's happening. So. Anyway, that's where we are. I'll be back 10:15. Talk some more stuff. We'll see what we get into. I'll be right back.
Like sugar and spice. Welcome back to Love, Babs, Love Talk. It's Tuesday, the second hour, and I'm in a groove because you know I look when I hear James Brown, I'm just happy. <laughs> when I hear any old school music, I'm happy. You know, like listening to uh, Arrested Development, Everyday People it was very cool. Harry's on. Harry's burning the ones and twos this morning. <laughs> Harry's doing it. He's doing it. Oh, Harry, I Am Legend, part two, chapter two, is coming to the theaters, to the movies. And it's got uh, Michael B. Jordan in it with uh, Will Smith. I, I tell you, it's one of my favorite movies. Because that just... I, 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 listen, if you want to know what the future is going to be like if we don't get it together, watch, watch, watch that movie. <laughs> It all begins with the virus. <laughs> it all begins with the virus. I'm just saying. So I, I, I believe in the power of films to tell us what we need to know. Um uh, so I, I can't wait. I may watch um I may watch the, the original uh, just because that just freaked me out. It still freaks me out. Ah, freaks me out. Uh, but you never know how it ends because you just think he gets caught up. But apparently, there's a second part. So there you go. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And uh, now I'm thinking I might, I might go watch the Barbie movie. I wait till it streams. I'm hearing good messages about it. It's got a lot of messages. Yeah, I'll wait till it streams. I don't want it. It's not enough, it's not enough to make me want to. Uh, make me want to go see it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not there. Uh, I'm not there for that. So I don't know. I, I don't. I used to look. I think I still love going to the movies. I think there are some movies that you have to see on the big screen. Just absolutely. I'm not sure if the Ken movie is the Barbie movie is one of them. But I could be wrong. You know, it's not like I. It's not like I can't be wrong. So, uh, we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, anyway, that's life. <laughs> we shall see. And then I'm thinking I might, I might go um, and watch, uh, you know, the the uh, the revival of Sex in the City and just like that. So I might, uh, I might, I might go and watch that. You know, as we winding down summer. But I tell you what I'm enamored of right now that is 
had me up to 1.30 this morning, which, which you know, I'm about to cut all that foolishness out. But um, I've been watching The Bear on Hulu. Uh, I got through first the first season. I'm on second season, halfway through the second season. That is some fine, fine viewing, boy. It's just so quirky and crazy and intense. Oh, my God. And apparently there's a huge fan base for this thing. And and I and I hope that they have a season three, which I think they, they will. If, I mean, the writer's strike is like preempting everything, right? Because, um, you know, writers want to be paid like 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 everybody else. They want to be paid uh, a decent wage for uh, for the work that they do. And I'm, I'm not mad at them. I'm absolutely not mad at them. So anyway, uh, so it might take a minute for uh, for it to show back up. But uh, it's been a ride. It's been so powerful and interesting, and uh, and I see I see so much of my life in it. You know, uh, in terms of the way the relationships are are rolling out, I I, I am really hooked on this thing. So, uh, but uh, I only got a few more episodes. But I, I cannot be, because, you know, part of my wellness journey comes September 1 to take my ass to bed at 10 o'clock. You know, I have a record sequence on my phone, I mean, on my TV, so I can just record stuff. Do I do that? No. I do not. You know, when I was in Walmart yesterday, I meant to go and look at TVs because I need a new TV. You know, Harry, I need a Walmart TV for like 30 bucks. And so I, I was going to go down the aisle and go and look at TVs. But, you know, I, I, I hate spending a whole lot of time in Walmart because it's just it's just it's just so drama ish. <laughs> you know, it's always feeling like something's going to jump off, like people are just going to flip out and be mad because people are always flipping out and, new, and mad. So uh, anyway, but I, I have to make my way. Uh, I have to make my way over and see, you know, the cheap TVs. And, and cheap meaning not in quality. I mean, the cheap TVs are not cheap in quality. I mean, they're just not. Uh, uh, you know, I, when I say cheap TVs, I mean, I really mean in a, in a, inexpensive. Uh, uh, here, 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 I, I, I mean inexpensive. So, uh, And Walmart is the place to go for that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm a I'm gonna go see about it. That's that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna go see about it because my my TV is 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 on the on the brink, and then I have to upgrade my um uh, my uh Wi-Fi, which I'll probably call and make that arrangement uh, after I get off air today. Because, uh, you know, I have so many Wi-Fi problems. Not not so many Wi-Fi problems, but, you know, they're upgrading, they've upgraded, and they're letting me know that uh, how, how I enjoy it now is about to end. So I better get it done while it's free, while they're offering it for free. So I was like, all right, let me let me go ahead and do that, and then might as well get a new TV and, and one full swoop. So I'll call and make an appointment, and then if I have some money left over from, like, you know, all the bills... <laughs> That I have to pay, uh, then uh, then uh, I'll see. I shall see if I can uh, scare up uh, enough money for uh, a new TV. 
And 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 I and I think, you know, and, and then some thinking about, oh, I should wait for the holidays. I should wait for the holidays because I could get my TV for ten dollars or whatever. I think I might want to just beat the rush. Get my TV now if they got one. And you know, it's a holiday coming up, so might be a holiday sale. We'll see. I really don't have any money for it. But you know, we'll see. If it's if it's a good price, I might be able to I might be able to swing something. <laughs> I might be able to do a little sub, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's time for a new TV. And I like a bigger TV, too. That's really what I want. That's really what I want to say. I like a bigger TV, please. I like a, I like a, I like a, a, a bigger TV. So I'm going to go to this site and see what's happening. And uh, I already have a fire stick, uh, which I don't use that much. So I don't know. And then, you know, you can always go to Best Buy for TVs and stuff. But I just think Walmart has the better prices because, they, you know, they're gangster. You know, they just gangster. So I, I believe there's somebody, there's somebody, see, there's Labor Day sales, right? So, so I, can go, I can go get me a TV and see what's on sale uh, for Labor Day. And, uh, you know, Walmart's gangster. They go see what other people sell stuff. And then they, they just, like, knock $100 off of it. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're not, I mean, what are you, really? What are you going to do? You're not going to be stupid and buy a TV for $100 more when you can get it for $100 less. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, Walmart. You walk in there, put your hands up. All right, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. You know, like I don't need a seventy-five inch TV. I don't. I don't need that. But I, I and I don't want a sixty-five inch. I want a fifty-inch TV. And uh, you know, and now sixty-inch TV. Like, look, 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 look. But it needs to be a ten eighty, ten eighty DP, uh, not seven twenty. So I, I could find. I mean, I listen. They got some stuff. They got a 58 inch for 298. Uh uh a Roku smart TV. That's not quite what I want. Uh so I gotta go up a little bit. Oh, see, look, look. There's a 40 inch TV for $148. I need a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> look, look. There's a Vizio 50, uh, but I don't know what the DP is. It doesn't say. But, you know, it's a high-def TV, smart TV. I'll keep looking. I'll keep looking until I find one. See, there's a, there's a, there's a $248 TV, which is 55-inch, 4-series, 4K. Wow. It's just ridiculous how cheap you could get a TV. And uh, I, I don't even, and I don't even know what a 4K is. I I don't even know. I'm like, what is that? So I now I now I got to go and look up what like what's a oh okay Harry. <laughs> Ooh Harry, a 65 class. I don't even know what this means. Is 4K better than 10 DP 1080 DP? I guess it is. Let me see what that looked like. That's a big ass TV. God, 65? How much is oh, 
This is the Best Buy TV. $170? That is outrageous. Is that a good TV, Harry, though? I, why am I asking? It's $170. I could go get that today. What am I doing with a 65-inch TV, though? Can I put this on the wall? I have to put this on the wall. Holy cow. I have to put this on the wall. I could I could rent my bedroom out for for uh for movies. And I that's a 65 inch. I could go for a 50 inch. Jesus Christ. Okay, Harry's sending me another one. <laughs> oh my god, a 75 with the fire? I already have a fire stick. Oh, let me see what this costs. This is outrageous. 529. All right. That's a little more than what I want to pay, but it's 75 inch. I don't need 75 inches. That would, that would take up my whole. Where would I mount that? I have to mount that in my neighbor's house <laughs> and stand outside and look at it. Oh, jeez. But I could go to large. I could I could. I don't I don't need you to. You know, you click on something they want to come at you with. Tell us what you want. I don't need that. Woo! That's a lot, Harry. Jesus Christ. Yikes. That's a lot. I could get the 50 inch for 269. I got to read up and find out what's. You know, I need to read the reviews on this. I don't want bigger than 50 inches because God knows I don't. Yeesh. That's a lot. So I guess 4K is the new high def resolution. 21, 2160. Damn, that's like these people are in my room. <laughs> I can see, I can see their poor glands. Yeah. It's got an Amazon built-in voice. And it's got 4.6 out of 5 reviews what are people saying about it the people saying it's a great buy uh they're impressed performance the picture quality get the extended warranty uh they've had it for two years uh let's see great picture you know i'm gonna see all the customer reviews i want to hear what the people who hate it what they say <laughs> can't can't always just trust the people We'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. So, all right. Let's see what's happening. Wow. Okay. That's a good, good TV. That's a good price, Harry. That's why we, that's why we can't, that's why we can't have cut off relations with China. That's why. This is why. <laughs> this is why. Because we are not giving up these good ass TV prices, and you know, I bought the um, I bought the service from uh, Asherion, you know, because when I dropped my laptop and cracked the screen, they fixed it. I bought the, uh, and I bought the service, so they'll come and put the TV up for me. Like they'll they'll I buy all the stuff and they'll come for free, 
because I have the service. So so maybe that's why I'll paint my room first. That's what I'm going to do. I'll paint my room first so I get my new TV. Thanks, Harry. <laughs> I'm going to order some paint. I'm going to paint my room first. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to call. So this is gonna be, let me call and see when I can schedule damn people to come and put in the new um, wires and stuff for the that way, I guess I get rid of my extender because it'll be a whole home Wi-Fi situation, and uh, so we'll 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 do that. Yikes! I get all this done before Christmas. Okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Here for it. So, Lord have mercy. That got me all excited about TVs now. Jeez. I, I'm with him. I'm look. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people, Harry. I, I need a cheap TV, with all the bells and whistles. And you could you could put stuff on for payments. I don't want to do that. It's like here, take my take my money, my two hundred thirty five dollars, and get me the high quality, high end TV that do all the stuff. So when I'm in my room watching movies, it's like, uh, it's like um in a theater. It's like that. Oh, Avilo is offering $29 fares from New Haven. So we can go to DC to Baltimore. We can go from we can go from New Haven to Washington, DC for $29 one way. Or you could go, we could go from New Haven to Cocoa Beach, Florida for $44. Or we could go to New Haven to Charleston, South Carolina, or Greenville. Or Raleigh Durham for forty nine, Wilmington for fifty four. Oh, that might be fun. I go see my friend Ann. Or we go to Myrtle Beach for uh, fifty nine between who, who, August. Who sent you that, Putin? <laughs> what? We're gonna we're gonna go now to the storm. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get they're trying to get you to fly into the storm. Well, no, Harry. You you have time between now and uh, uh, September first and October thirty first for some of these August thirtieth through November twelfth, you know that kind of stuff. August thirty first through the, November thirteenth. So that might not be a bad thing if you want to, you know, get away for a little weekend. You don't want to pay a whole lot of money. You know, you want to put more money into the hotel in rather than the travel in. Oh, yeah. they've got some deals. They do. I mean, it. The thing is, it's like. It my vacation is I usually go to South Carolina and every October I'm worried whether I'm going to be able to make it because there's usually a hurricane hitting that area. I know. Well, Dahlia is happening right now. I mean, this time we're not going to... Um, oh, where are you going this time? We're going to Tennessee. We're going to go to the Smoky Mountains. Uh -huh. Oh, so have you have you ever been to Tennessee, Harry? Never. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna start. We're gonna start going to different cities all over. You should. I, it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. We want to see some landmarks, and you know. Uh, I I think you'll I think you'll I think you'll like it. I I was toying with the idea of moving to Tennessee to uh. Not Nashville, but to uh, um, 
where did I want to move to in Tennessee? It wasn't Nashville. I have a good friend who lives in Nashville, though. And uh, uh, I was, she lives in Nashville, but I, I wasn't interested in going to Nashville. But I was interested in going to, uh, I have a good friend who lives in, uh, damn, where does she live? I can't, I can't think. Uh, Chattanooga. I was thinking about Chattanooga, Harry. It's pretty, you know. So I was thinking about that. I was thinking about Chattanooga, you know. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful, you know, Knoxville, uh, Hendersonville, uh, uh, Murfreesboro. You know, you might, you might like it. The weather is, the weather is wonderful. I might have, to, I might have to go just to, but I, if I move, I've been thinking of, like, I've been getting, um, job openings from places like, you know, Tennessee and the Dakotas. No, don't go to the Dakotas. And I'm like, man, but you know, they got openings all over the place and it's like, they pretty good um, salary. Uh-huh. But of course, you know, I, I can't go unless my my wife is following me and she doesn't want to budge. Oh, no? She doesn't want to go? Well, maybe when you go visit, she might be, oh, all right, I'm digging this. Yeah, she's not. I mean, she's a Northeast girl and and also, you know, the granddaughters. Yeah, I I, I feel you on that one, too. She's not going to. Um... We're like, if something goes down, we're like, we're there before 911. You know, so she she wants to always be able to be there for whatever. So, yeah, so I'm kind of stuck here. Okay. Yeah. Well, who knows? You go down there and you visit her and you might feel, she might feel differently. Particularly if she takes a peek at the job openings, you know, that, for what she does. You know. Uh... Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean. All of that stuff is interesting. Now in my, you know, old age, <laughs> I'm looking to see different things. I should have done that early. Well, it's never too late, Harry. It's not, you should have done it early. You're doing it now. And now it's sweet because now you can get around better. Yeah. Right? Because you had your knee done. You're about to have the second one done. When? When is the second one getting done? I'm hoping January. Okay. So, Yeah. Because it was because of um, the wound just finally opened. I mean, closed, Beps. I was having problems with um, the the fluid that the buildup was actually creating like little fissures. <laughs> oh, see, that's why they don't do that stuff back to back. Although I met somebody, Harry, who was doing both their needs at the same time, but they're but they're a little elderly, so they feel like. That's the best course of action. Because what happens with elderly people, Harry, they get it done one knee. They sec they don't want to get the second one done. Yeah, my mother's that way. She doesn't want to get her second one done. Yeah, because it was just hard. But they um, made so many, so many strides. So they could get you up and moving really quick. Yeah, I, I really, you know, I wanted to do both of them. My doctor, I guess he wanted to get paid twice. 
No, you were too much of a health risk. <laughs> too much of a health. That's too much trauma to the body. So, Particularly if you're overweight and you've got, you know, all the comorbidities and you have them. So it's just too dangerous. I wouldn't take that risk. I'd be like, get your ass off this table and come back in six months. Right. And, and then, you know, all these follow-ups I've been going to, he doesn't even want to talk about the other thing. He's like, until you, until the wound is completely healed, all sealed up, I'm not even going to talk. I'm not taking you to the operating room with a wound open. That'd be, you know, malpractice. Yes. So, so he's like, I don't even want to talk. Every time I try to bring it up, let's schedule the the knee. He's like, yeah, we're not even going to talk about it until you come in and your knee is healed. So now I, you know, I go back in November and it'll be healed. I could talk about the next thing. That's right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you wait. Yeah, I wanted to get it all done this year, but I know. I know. I know. That's how I was too, Harry. I was like, how soon can I get the second hip done? And they were like, okay, you got to wait at least six months. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's schedule it. I'll be ready. It's like, you're going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is that, well, there's so much healing still left to be done with this knee, right? So all the tendons and everything that are growing around the prosthetic or everything. Yeah. So, so, you know, I still have, I'm up at night with the aches and, and I get more aches than anything at night. And it's because when you're resting is when it's really growing. <laughs> All that stuff is. That's right. So it's like. Can you take a little ibuprofen or a little Tylenol? You know, I don't do any of that stuff anymore. I'm still supposed to be icing and everything. Do they say you could take it though over the counter? Yeah, yeah. But this is what I like, Harry. I take I take one ibuprofen and two Tylenols together. Because that's how they do you in the hospital. Yeah. They mix them up. And they, it works really well. And you don't have to take as much, I find. But when it's really bad, I'll take um a leaf. Uh-huh. Um but even that, you know, I, I find that the medicine doesn't do anything for me. So I feel like it's just a placebo. Um but I mean, whatever. I'm the pain in this knee, the aches. I shouldn't say pain because there's no pain in the knee. It's not a real knee, right? So <laughs> this is all the aches around it. <laughs> you know, but it feels much better than it did before oh, you got it done. A hundred percent better because it's stable. I don't have to worry about it buckling and giving on me or me going. Every time I used to go down the stairs, I used to think to myself, oh, my God, both my knees give out. I'm going face first down the stairs. So now my left knee wants to give out every five seconds. But this knee ain't giving out. Maybe okay. achy. Maybe achy, but it's not. And that'll start to go away because I was, because, you know, I, had, yeah. I was concerned about my left hip was healed beautifully and quickly. My right hip, it felt like it ached longer than I was, than it should have. And so I, I was talking to them, I was like, you know, this hurts. Is this so they, you know, they, you know, they have to take x-rays anyway and look at it. And they were like, well, it looks fine. And then the next thing I know, Harry, I didn't even know it's, it just went away. So he's like, it's just the aches and pains that you experience are gonna subside as it as the hip becomes more part of 
um, your body and your body's not rejecting it. It's fine. It's doing it's doing exactly what it should be doing. So yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, and you know, I do all the exercises and everything, but what I don't do is the uh, after where you're supposed to prop up your leg, ice down, and all that stuff. I don't do any of that stuff. I just well, I maybe go, if you try that, Harry, that might you know, cut I down. To, I try on to act the like it's, I try to act like it's still, you know, like it's already normal, like it's oh, it's healed. Yeah, no. I mean, that's what so I. You're want. not being you're not being a good patient. See, yet again, you're not being a good patient. <laughs> because I have no patience. <laughs> you have that. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> Like I can't believe this still, you know, like I like the last few days has been really swollen. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I can't believe this thing is swelling again. You know, and the doctor's like, you're gonna get swelling up to 18 months after the surgery. So it's like, what do you mean you can't believe? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not listening to your experience here. <laughs> I can't believe. What do you mean? No, you can't me. I'm I'm trying to talk to myself. Out. I'm like, get over it already. I mean, talking to my body. Get. What are you swelling for? Yeah, and I'm sure it's listening, Harry, because you know, because <laughs> if it worked that way, I'd be like, oh, fat, get off my body. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> If, if, if that's all it took, Harry, I'm telling you. So you know what? At the end of the day, when you get home, put your put your foot up, your knee up, ice it for a half hour, watch a show or something. Just give yourself 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, and then it'll be done. And then and then you'll still have your night. So if you like do stuff, so you don't feel like you're losing out on your nightlife or whatever. Because I know you like to run the streets. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. You know, I don't want I, I don't want to take five minutes to you know <laughs> to rest. No, you know you're busy. <laughs> you're putting up fans and stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I go home. I I do the exercises and everything, and then I'm so tired. I'm like, ah, forget icing. I know that's why you should have your ice ready. So when you're like, oh, I'm tired, then you can sit down and then ice your knee. Because you're going to sit down anyway. So yeah. get the ice. Like when, yeah. when you say, oh, I'm so tired, you're not going to stand in the corner. <laughs> you, you're going to sit down. So grab the ice. Sit down. Yep. And I'm and I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to prop my legs up on my recliner. I know you got a comfortable recliner. I know it. Well, I need a new one. Oh, shoot. I, Harry, I think you just, you just need an excuse to buy something. <laughs> You know, and the thing is, is that, you know, none of the furniture stores remove your furniture anymore. Oh, really? So it's like if you go to buy something, they, they're like, well, yes, um, we, we deliver. I'm like, OK, but you remove. None of them remove anymore. So it's like, what do you do with your furniture? You got to call somebody. Do like, you have bulk trash in your neighborhood? No, we don't. I live in a condo. Oh, they but they don't have, have a, a like a once a year bulk trash for the condo association. <laughs> In the spring, so that means you have to pile all that stuff up on your deck, and then you get complaints from the association for having furniture on your deck. <laughs> like, I can't win. Like, damn it. So I can't it's win. like I have to actually hire somebody to come get it. 
Right. But there's all these little places there that will do it. Is the chair in good shape? Because you could call the veteran people and they'll come get it. You know, they take furniture and stuff for vets. It works, Babs, but that recliner was um, beat up from when that was 100 pounds heavier. Okay. So all the, you know, the cushions are out of way. Like Karen's side looks normal. My side looks like the kids jump and everything all over it all the time. Because, um, yeah, I was on that side. <laughs> I was heavier. So, you know, it's, it's a little warped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get somebody to come because I do want a new sofa. And the thing is, is that Karen and I have been in, it's not like we get a separate recliner. We always get love a love seat recliner. So have you been shopping for one? Have you found one you liked? We we have been to a few places, but then always thinking, all right, so let's we got to get rid of our furniture. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Now there are people that'll come get it, Harry. Like that'll that'll take it. You know, it'll cost you, but yeah. you have to pay somebody. But they'll come. I mean, there's there's a and as you're talking about it, you're probably popping up in your Facebook feed now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's one that keeps popping. I think this is junk luggers or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of them out there that'll come and get your stuff. Because I I I got a I've got a sectional that I need to get out of my space, which I need to call and have somebody come and get, you know, uh, soon because I I need to move it, you know. But the problem is if I move it, uh. My daughter has a has her pet snake, and then I'll have to see that goddamn snake. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I don't want to see it <laughs> unless it's a bag of shoes. But <laughs> so I can't do it. Oh, we're done. It's time to go. It's the time to go. Yep. All right. Tomorrow, Ife and the and the whole Lit Fest crowd is coming in tomorrow. That'd be good. So. Oh, you know, Lucy Gelman and Tom Breen are expecting a baby. Did you know that? Yes. yes. We're excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to have a baby shower. I'll keep you posted. Oh, you're going to have a baby shower? Yeah. Yeah, Lucy's my love. I have to have a baby. I married them. I feel like I'm a part of this. <laughs> what are you, Auntie Babs? Yes, Auntie Babs. Just like I am your kid, Auntie Babs. <laughs> Tom already... And Lucy already said, you know, if they have to drop them off here, they're gonna drop them off here. I just wasn't. You know, I used to do that with Bella. (laughs) (laughs) I used to come in and I used to have to work here in New Haven and Lucy used to take her for the day. Lucy just be (laughs) (laughs) can't complain, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but yeah, that's is so awesome. I was telling Tom, you know, you just your life changes completely when you're a parent. It's just amazing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it changes, and and, and if you if you've never had to dig into that alpha nature of you of yourself, you automatically become an alpha when you have a pack. You so, do. Oof. I think they'll be fine parents. Yeah, I met Lucy's parents this weekend over at uh, at the fundraiser for um, 
uh, BWAC. I met her mother and father. Lovely people, funny people. So, you know, anyway. All right, it's time for me to go, but I'll see you uh, tomorrow. Right? Don't we leave it to, to, isn't it time to go? Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you listen to Love Buzz, Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5. Your home for community radio. <laughs> we just casual, like, hanging out like we got all day. <laughs>